Hi, I'm Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. This week, I want to share with you some of the books that changed our marriage and just radically impacted not only our walk with Christ, but our relationship as a married couple. And I mentioned in the last episode that we just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary, which is really causing me to look back and reflect on what has really benefited our marriage over the past 25 years. Before we dive in, I'd like to let you know that our winter issue of Set Apart Girl magazine is in print and available to purchase for a limited time in our online store at setapartgirl.com. We have limited quantities of this magazine available, and once they're gone, they're gone. They usually sell really quickly. So I encourage you to go to setapartgirl.com and get the winter issue. It is filled with incredible, encouraging biblical truth that is just going to refresh you and put you on the right path as you head into a new year. And it also makes a wonderful Christmas gift. This particular issue is sort of a special edition print issue, and it's a little expanded from our normal magazines, and it's just a beautiful resource for women of every age. We also have, for a few more days, a special sale going on for the new 12-week set-apart Bible study for women of all ages. And I'm really excited about that study. It's a great way to share the truths of the set-apart life with other women in your life or just to deepen them in your own life. And it's 25% off just for a few more days for our holiday specials. So again, go to setapartgirl.com and we have some other great gift ideas as well in our online store. So let's dive into some of the books and other material that has most impacted our marriage over the past 25 years. And I'm sharing these with you because I really believe that they can have an incredible impact on you and your spouse as well if you're married. If you're single, these books can all radically impact your relationship with Jesus Christ. One of the reasons that I love classic tried and true books and testimonies and stories of great men and women of the faith in Christian history is because you know the end of the story. A lot of times there can be someone who comes on the scene and they're, they have a lot of great things to say, but they kind of fizzle after 5, 10, or 15 years or they fall into sin. The end of the story isn't really that triumphant. But I love the classic tried and true messages and books because you see that they were committed and completely faithful to the truth of God and to putting Jesus Christ first all the way through to the very end of their lives. There's such a lack today of Christian biographies in modern bookstores and even online, some of these books can be hard to find. And I think that's really sad. I think we've lost something in Christianity because we've sort of failed to continue that pattern of sharing stories from one generation to the next of how men and women appropriated the promises of God and the faithfulness of God in their daily circumstances. So I love Christian biographies. And I would say that, as I said in the last episode, prayer and growing together spiritually is really what has kept our marriage strong for 25 years. Reading these books, though, together is really a close second. It's one of the most amazing ways to grow spiritually with someone else is to read these books together. And even if you are in a relationship or engaged, this is another great way to grow spiritually with that person rather than always talking about more trivial things, maybe consider going through some of these books and talking about the deep spiritual truths that you'll find in them. 
So one of the questions that I was asked at our recent marriage and motherhood retreat is what to do when your husband is intimidated to be the spiritual leader in your home, or if neither of you really know where to start in growing together spiritually, one of the things that can really help is just choosing one of these Christian biographies as a starting point and reading it aloud together and talking and praying about how you can apply it to your life. And for a husband who might be intimidated and he's thinking, I don't even know really how to be a spiritual leader, it's an easy way to start, to to pick up one of these really powerful books and begin just reading it and discussing it together. It's just an easy baby step into spiritual growth. And yet the depth that is contained in these books is definitely not uh, small or less impacting than doing something more extreme. So let's look at several books that have most radically impacted my marriage and my walk with Christ. And at the top of the list is The Hiding Place and Tramp for the Lord by Corey Ten Boom. The Hiding Place has been around for quite a long time, and it's the story of how Corrie ten Boom and her family were persecuted because they helped the Jews during the Holocaust. They were from Holland, and the Nazis had taken over their country, and they were hiding Jews to try to save their lives, and they were caught and put into concentration camps. And what they walked through in that season, their faithfulness and their trust in God, even in the most dark and hopeless situation, is truly riveting and awe-inspiring. Corrie's sister, Beth, Betsy had a huge impact on me when I read about her in The Hiding Place. Betsy actually died in the concentration camp, but the life that she lived leading up to her death was absolutely supernatural and incredible. So this is a book that is very well written. It's easy to read, and it will completely bless you and refresh you and challenge you to be willing to radically give up everything for Jesus Christ. Tramp for the Lord is another one of my favorites because it talks about how Corey went around the world after she was after the war was over and after she was released and all that God did through her life and her ministry and the different people that she met and the lessons that she learned in sort of being a world evangelist after the hiding place was released. And if you are in any kind of ministry or leadership, Tramp for the Lord is one of the most incredible resources because it really shows you she she writes in such a humble and real way and yet it shows you the power of God to transform any and every situation. She went into situations where she was ministering to prisoners on death row. She was ministering to African Christians just weeks or days before they were martyred for their faith. Just really incredible stories. And it shows you what the truth of God's word and the power of God can do through one willing vessel. Another one at the very top of my list is Evidence Not Seen by Darlene Dibler. In our winter issue that has just been released of the Set Apart magazine, I feature an article about Darlene Dibler, who was a missionary to New Guinea. And she was there with her husband right when the Second World War broke out. So she and her husband were captured by the Japanese, put into prison, and her husband was killed. And she was put into onto death row and accused as being an American spy. And what she went through in those four years is just so supernatural because without the grace of God, you can never survive it mentally, emotionally, or physically. But she emerged from those four years so triumphant. And then she went back to New Guinea as a missionary for 40 more years. So her story, her example, her life is absolutely incredible. 
And one thing that I want to say as you're working through these different books, it's really easy to place Christians like this up on a pedestal and think, you know, those are the unusual Christians. I'm glad she was able to do that, but I could never live that way or I could never go through that and be victorious. And yet I want to encourage you to remember that there's really nothing special about these particular Christians. They just believed and appropriated the promises of God. It's the same God that they serve. It's the same God that we serve. And the same promises that they stood on are the same promises that are available to us. So don't get distracted in looking at the specific person and thinking that you can't measure up. Look at the power of God and say anyone who is willing to believe the power of God, believe in the promises of God, and allow God to do his work through whatever circumstances you're in can experience the same kind of triumph and victory. Gladys Aylward, the small woman, is another great story about a woman who gave everything on the mission field for China and how God worked miracle after miracle through her life. And she faced situations that most of us would just shake our head and say, I could never walk into a situation like that. For example, walking into a men's prison riot when they were all killing each other and even the guards couldn't get control and commanding them all to go back to their cells. She had no weapons and she wasn't even five foot tall, but she had the power of God. That's just one example from Gladys Aylward's life. God's Smuggler by Brother Andrew is another powerful story of a man who took the word of God to closed countries, smuggled the Bible to Christians who couldn't get the Bible any other way. Absolutely amazing story. No Compromise, the life story of Keith Green is the story that changed Eric's life when he was in college. Keith Green was a Christian musician who died in a plane crash fairly early in his life, but the way that he lived and the complete abandonment to Jesus Christ with which he lived lived is an incredible story. It's an incredible example of real Christianity. Oswald Chambers, Abandoned to God. This is a book that goes through Oswald and Biddy Chambers' life and ministry together and their constant willingness to go the extra mile, to surrender everything, to go into hard situations for the glory of God. Under the Shadow of the Almighty is the story of Jim and Elizabeth Elliot, which is incredibly powerful and convicting. The Cross and the Switchblade by David Wilkerson. It's the story of how a country preacher named David Wilkerson began to pray every night instead of watch TV, and God put it on his heart to reach the gang members in New York City. He had no experience, no connection to do that. But because he was obedient, God radically used him to change the lives of some of the most troubled children in the country. Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret. That's one of the ways you can read about Hudson and Maria Taylor. I talked about them in the last episode. A really powerful story of how they labor to start the China Inland Mission. Peace Child and Lords of the Earth. Those are both by Don Richardson. And it talks about his work among the unreached tribes of New Guinea and how God worked so powerfully in a very hopeless looking situation to reach those cannibals and those headhunters with the gospel of Jesus Christ. If I Perish is by Esther on Kim and it's about a young Korean girl who stood boldly for Christ in the face of persecution and was imprisoned for six years. It's a really amazing story of how she clung to Jesus Christ in the middle of, of the most horrible situation you can imagine and emerged triumphant. The Pastor's Wife is a story of Richard and Sabina Warmbrandt and Tortured for Christ as well. That's also a movie that you can watch, which is very powerful. 
A Chance to Die is the life story of Amy Carmichael, and it's written by Elizabeth Elliot. Reese Howell's Intercessor is an incredible story about a man who gave his life to prayer and evangelism. C.T. Studd, From Cricketeer to Pioneer, is another really inspiring story of a man who gave up all of his wealth and fame to pour his life out on the mission field for Jesus Christ. Lilius Trotter, A Passion for the Impossible, again, a woman who had incredible talent and incredible wealth and gave it up to go be a missionary in Algeria in the slums of Algeria for over 40 years. Leonard Ravenhill has some really amazing books. One of my favorites is called Why Revival Tarries. It's powerful and convicting about where the modern church is at and what we can do to bring back true revival. And there's a little booklet called If by Amy Carmichael that I've referenced many times on this podcast. But as we're talking about books that can change your marriage, the book If is so powerful because it goes through heart attitudes and motives and behavior and conduct and measures is it against the standard of Christ. And so if you feel justified in some of your behavior towards your spouse and your family members, once you read that little booklet, you won't feel so justified in those fleshly behaviors anymore. You'll feel that sweet conviction of the Holy Spirit to follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ in your daily interactions with people. A couple of the devotionals that Eric and I love to read together, Streams in the Desert and My Utmost for His Highest, those are both classic devotionals that have been around for decades in the Christian world, but there's so much depth in those pages. You can read one paragraph and it can really be life-changing. And you can tell that those who wrote these books, Streams in the Desert was written by Mrs. Charles B. Kalman, and My Utmost for His Highest was written by Oswald Chambers. And you can tell as you read these words that these people didn't just write about truth that they had thought about. This is truth that they lived out on a daily basis. And then there's a little book called Daily Light, which missionaries throughout the centuries have have read. I don't even know how long it's been around, but it really just puts whatever you're going through into perspective. It's just a collection of scripture for every day of the year. Those three are incredible ways to start or end the day with your spouse. A few of the documentaries and films that Eric and I love watching together One is called Many Beautiful Things. It's only been out for a few years. It's the story of Lilius Trotter, whom I mentioned earlier, who she was a wealthy Victorian painter, and she gave all of that up to go be a missionary in Algeria. There's a a relatively new movie called The Dropbox about a man who rescues babies in Korea. And then the classic movie, The Hiding Place. These are just some examples of very edifying movies and documentaries. There's one called Our People, The Story of the Salvation Army, which we love. And here are a few just classic sermons that we listen to over and over again because of the depth and the power that we find in them. One is called Ten Shekels in a Shirt by Paris Reedhead, and you can usually find that online. There's the Pineapple Story series by Otto Koenig. Again, you can probably find that online. Very different. Paris Reedhead is a a classic fiery preacher from maybe like the 50s or 60s. And Otto Koenig is more recent, but he was a missionary to New Guinea. And then he came back and shared what God taught him in those years as a missionary. And he's a very funny, engaging speaker. But the depth of truth that he conveys is really powerful. And we have the Daily Thunder podcast at Ellerslie.com, which is another great way to just sort of infuse your day and your week with truth. Those are some resources that have been life-changing for Eric and I, and I pray that you will pick and choose from this list with something to start with in your own marriage or if you're single in your own walk with God, because any one of these resources can truly refresh you and revolutionize your walk with Christ. A few other thoughts about keeping your marriage strong. These are questions that I was asked at our recent Marriage and Motherhood retreat, and I think they're great points to follow up this list of books that have changed our marriage. One woman asked me how to get past 
past the past. You know, it's one thing to be wanting to grow spiritually with your spouse, but when you're totally stuck in the past and all of the the baggage and garbage from the past is affecting your marriage, that needs to be dealt with before you really can grow spiritually together. And a few things that I want to say about this, a lot of times getting past the past is simply learning how to agree with God. So if you have had sinful things in your past that you're ashamed of, that you're feeling guilty of. Remember that when you repent, when you turn and walk the other direction, you confess your sin. God says he's faithful and just to forgive your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That sin is no longer a part of you once you've repented. And God has removed it as far away from you as the East is from the West. And so it's really important to stand firmly on those promises from scripture and not allow the enemy to tell you that that sin should always have a hold on you or a grip on you because once it's been washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ, it's no longer a part of you. So when the enemy tries to hit you with thoughts of the past, meditate on truth and don't allow him to bog you down with things that aren't even really true. They're not your, that's that's not part of who you are. That's not part of how God sees you anymore because you've been cleansed and made new by the power of Jesus' blood. Agree with God no matter what your feelings may say. If you work on agreeing with God, there you don't necessarily need years and years and years of counseling to get past your past, it's a matter of looking at what the Bible says about sin and repentance and agreeing with what the Bible says. So ask God for the grace to do that. Another question is how to encourage your husband to be the head of the home when he's scared off by examples of inappropriate control by men that he has seen in the church. And that is such a good question in light of growing together spiritually as a couple. It's really important not to back into your belief system. You know, in the modern church, we do see a lot of examples of inappropriate control and men sort of taking the fact of I'm the head of this home, but in a fleshly prideful way and sort of try to feed their own arrogance by by being the head. It's really important to realize that Christ tells men to love their spouse as Christ loved the church. And there's no room in that type of love for arrogance and pride and control and anger. So I would encourage you if you're in that situation to help your husband look at examples of godly men from history or even men that you know currently who are really living that out, that call of Christ to love their spouse as Christ loved the church. And even some of these books that I've just mentioned in this in this episode can be a great way to start of helping your husband see the right pattern so that he isn't scared off by the wrong pattern. So remember that one of the best things that you can do in your marriage is to point your spouse towards Christ, to decrease so that he would increase, and look for ways to help him cultivate his own walk with Christ. If you see things in his life or in his spiritual life or his lack of of spiritual focus that bother you, I would encourage you not to nag or complain or gripe, but to pray and to appeal to him lovingly to build his entire life around Jesus Christ and set that example in the way that you are living. So a few final thoughts that I want to share with you. Remember that the key to a vibrant marriage and a vibrant family is to invite Jesus Christ into the center of it. If your spouse isn't there yet, don't underestimate the power of faithful, consistent prayer. And if you're looking for a simple way to start, ask your spouse to be willing to just start by reading one of these Christian biographies together on a regular basis and watch how powerfully it will impact your marriage. 
I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like a complete list of all the books and resources that I mentioned in this podcast, you can go to setapartgirl.com and look in the show notes of this episode, books that changed our marriage, and we'll have them listed out in those show notes. So if you didn't get a chance to write them down, that's a great way to get them. You can also explore setapartgirl.com for a lot of other resources and articles about growing spiritually with your spouse and cultivating a passionate relationship with Jesus Christ. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.